Assalamu alaikum and welcome to your weekly Thursday morning edition of the Household Express, a program dedicated to aspiring home cooks grow their skills and confidence in the kitchen, as well as cook up loving memories with their family and friends. I am Zakia Tagari and delighted to be in your company until 11 a.m. inshallah. In today's program, you can be looking forward to a lovely program full of exciting um, new information and um, lots of new ideas of how to turn your normal cooking into um, fusion cooking as well. Um, with all of that being done, you can also send through all your baking and cooking questions to 072-786-1548 as well as let us know, are you a foodie or a food lover? Um, the number is 072-786-1548. Inshallah, today... Um, you know, we'll be speaking to a uh, radio personality as well as cookbook author. Um, his name is Riyaz Safi, and he's the author of the book called Cooking with Mum. When it comes to cooking, many of us draw inspiration from our family members who have learned tricks and hacks and uh, from time and went on, and they've passed it down to us and taught us and we've perfected it further and in this manner we've uh, made a lifelong journey into this culinary world um, cooking with passion and memories and you know it's just a whole new experience and I mean we as Indian people especially for us everything revolves around food so inshallah we're going to be speaking to our guest about his passion and his memories down um, this lovely lifelong journey of becoming a cookbook author as well as how he's learned to develop his recipes. Um, Assalamu alaikum. How are you, Riaz? Wa alaikum salam wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. All good in yourself? Alhamdulillah. Thank you for taking out time and um, sharing the waves with us today. It's only a pleasure. So, Riaz, um, can you tell us what should we say or what sparked your passion and interest in learning this art of cooking? Well, it was an incident that took place a couple of years back and it was more of a necessity uh, rather than uh, basically, um, what do you say, that I went out there and learned. So basically, my mom and dad used to travel and what actually happened one day is when they were traveling for a couple of days, um, my grandmother used to live with me, uh, and she was obviously, or I used to live with her, and she was in her 80s. So she never obviously was uh, that mobile and, you know, a bit weak and that with age. So that was one of the uh, incidents that took place where I had to make an egg for her, and that's how it all started. And then a couple of years later, I went to go stay in the UK. Um, and then you can only eat so much fish and chips at the end of the day. So you needed to learn how to, to, to do your home cooking. And then I used to call my mom, some of my friends, have a chat with them and say, okay, I'm feeling for this, how would I make this? And they would then give me the recipes, I would write it down, try it. And I remember the first time I actually made a curry, it actually it came out like a soup. And then I, I called back and said, but this didn't come out right. And so it was a lot of trial and error. And, and over the period of time, it became a passion for me as I got to perfect stuff and uh, cook better. And obviously, we're all learning to be better. I don't think I have made my best dish yet. It's still to come. And I'm always learning as I go along. 
I totally agree with you. Um, the culinary world is just such that I think even if we make our best dish, it's never the best for us because we feel that there's going to be a dish better than this. And we've done this amazing dish so that we can definitely make something more better than that, right? Absolutely. And we always look at different ways. And like you spoke a little bit about fusion earlier, uh, these days people like experimenting a lot. And I haven't done a lot of that, I'll be honest with you. But as I'm going along, I'm becoming more confident and, and I'm trying a little tweak here and there. And, and I think that uh, really is all about, uh, you know, finding that side mix and then enjoying that and then trying it again and obviously experimenting because uh, when you're in the kitchen I think it's, it's an art like most people think of it like you know most ladies uh, that, that I would speak to generally will tell me ah how do you do this because you know we just every day it's just cooking and we get so tired of doing this and, and I was like you know I, I do it from as a passion it's, it's not a chore for me and I think that makes a difference when, when, when you do uh, get into cooking. Very, very, very important uh, statement made by you, which I totally agree with you. I think um, that is also something that um, a lot of chefs will tell you for them. Being in a kitchen, you can work 12-hour shifts and then you can still go home and make your family a lovely meal as well as still um, go back to work the next day and do this for the rest of your life because it's your passion and it's not just a chore. Totally agree with you on that one. So, Riaz, can you tell us a little bit more about your career? Um, like, how has your career and being an influence on radio impacted your cookbook and affected the journey of progress? Okay, so so in 2020, um, it was just uh, three weeks into the lockdown, my mom passed away. Um, and... Um, during that period, obviously, there was a lot of reflection. Uh, it was very different, it was very surreal in the sense that uh, there was no friends, no families that could really reach out with a hard lockdown, you know. And, and during that time, while we were sitting in our homes, I was just thinking, and, and everyone was calling to sympathize, and all this stuff. And most of the people were telling me, you know what, um, you, your mom uh, cooked this and it was really good and... Um, I hope you got that recipe or, you know, and, 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 and the theme was very much where people were saying, oh, no, they remember um, having this meal she cooked and she showed them how to cook this. And then one morning, I, obviously, this thought was in my mind. And one morning I just got up and I said, you know what, I do have most of the recipes, obviously, not written down as such, uh, because obviously uh, with the older generation, they were not in the habit of writing down each recipe. They just made it and put together a dish and, and I guess that's where uh, the taste comes as well because no one can cook as nice as your mom does. Uh, that That's the reality and most people will tell you that. Uh, but yeah, that's where it started. And then during that year, I actually was on the radio for about two decades. Um, and, and the good thing with the radio was that I got to meet a lot of people and network and, and discuss things. So I kept this idea very close to me about the book, and I didn't speak to many people, but there was a few people that I've met along the way uh, via my networks with the radio. And I said, see, I've got this idea, but I've never written a book before. Uh, I haven't done photography. Uh, I'm not sure if I'll get the stuff right. Fine, I can cook the food at home, but if people were to buy the book and try it step by step, 
will this work? And, and, and that's where I met a couple of people who I kind of uh, put this idea through to, and they said, no, 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 go for it. It will definitely work. And, and just uh, do X, Y, and Z. And uh, one of the people that I've uh, that's also assisted me quite a bit uh, is Sister Anissa, that is with uh, Radio Islam as well. And uh, she also had a look, uh, put together stuff for me, and she was actually part of putting the book together as well. So, yes, uh, all in all, there was lots of great people that I've met along the way that influenced me, that helped me, um, because, I mean, I didn't know where to start and what to do at the end of the day. That is, um, that's very inspirational to hear. And it's so nice to hear that, you know, people from all different walks of life assisted you without any hesitation and pushed you forward into achieving this. And you've actually accomplished it, which is the most satisfying feeling in the world, right? Um, Absolutely. But I still feel I could have done much better, you know, on that type of a person. <laughs> where I always feel, okay, when I look back at it, yes, it was good when I saw the first copy. And now when I look back at it, it's like, okay, I could have done a lot more things uh, dif things differently. But I guess you do learn with each step um, and in every, uh, every situation. And especially that's a good thing, I feel, because if you feel you've done your best, you're never going to do anything better than that because you kind of already put limitations to what you can achieve. But also with that being said, you know, um, the first copy that you made, you're going to look back today and you're going to say, okay, I could have done this better. I could have done that better, which gives you an opening to improve and make another copy with new ideas and new recipes and new development. And it will always only improve you in your skills and in your passion. Absolutely. That is the whole idea in, 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 in to, to, to work on, on, on bettering that. And what I'm really, really, uh, if I may divert you at the moment, I'm very passionate about healthy eating. Uh, and I have become over the couple of years because simply it's, it's, it's a myth out there that eating food and is quite unhealthy and, you know, etc. Because if I look back at my grandmom and, and, and my mom and their parents and all of them, they all eaten Indian food for many, I mean, hundreds of years, if you go back into the history. Uh, and they were perfectly fit. It's just our lifestyles are obviously very sedentary. We, we sit behind the desk. Uh, we, things are easy. You can order a meal. It gets delivered to your door. Uh, you know, it, it, we, we have a lot of things that make a difference to how we 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 unhealthy these days, yet you're eating the same food. So I'm looking at little tweaks of how to make the same food that we eat, but maybe instead of using um, your normal oil, you use a little bit of olive oil when preparing that because then that gives it some healthy fats. Uh, it, it tastes just as good. And, and I mean, I do that with most of my cooking these days. When I cook, I just use olive oil instead of using the other oil. And yes, people are going to say it's expensive and it's this and it's that. But at the end of the day, it's for your health. You, you'd rather you put that up front than to go and be unhealthy in the next couple of years and have these huge doctor's bolts. So I'm quite passionate about that. And I'm hoping going forward that I can work on a lot more recipes, uh, which, are, which is basically food that we enjoy, but prepared in a more healthier way. 
Riaz, you took the words out of my mouth that it's not the food that's the problem. It's actually our lifestyle because, like you said, for hundreds of years, our families have eaten the same foods that we eat in. But they were much healthy and they loved a better health um, and a a, a better lifespan than we did. Uh, But uh, with that all being said, all your points were very um, correct and it's just that our lifestyles are the problem more than our eating and also the processed foods are a big issue because today we're not having those healthy organically grown veg and healthily produced uh, meats etc which does influence the impact of uh, the ripple cycle that we have in today on our health and our lifestyle. So I totally agree with you. In yeah. fact, something that we are speaking a little about later as well is how to incorporate healthy and clean eating into our daily lifestyle without it becoming a burden upon us, you know. Mm-hmm. So that is something very important. Absolutely. We live in, in, in an era of instant gratification. You want things now. Quick meals. <laughs> Everything needs to be quick. But and the passion is missing. I actually think that healthy, clean eating is a much easier option. And when we say healthy, clean eating, you don't exactly have to cut out your Indian food. Yeah. That's what, so I think people have the whole misconception of healthy, clean eating means you need to eat strict diets of fruit and veg, grills, no this, no that, no luxuries, no spoiling yourself, which is also the wrong concept. But unfortunately, that comes in because of social media. You know, when you say, if you Google uh, healthy, clean eating, all these healthy meals come up where there's like, if you look at it alone, it it doesn't look appetizing to you. But absolutely. It's like telling people to go eat broccoli. I personally don't like broccoli. Uh, so I'm not going to eat it. Yes, I'm going to maybe go on this eating plan and do it for a week or two. And then afterwards, it's something that just doesn't <laughs> sit well with me. And it's not something we used to eating. Uh, so, you know, you can't go and force yourself to do something you you you, you basically not going to be comfortable doing because what's going to happen? For example, I love chocolates. I'm just going to give you an example. So I, I can eat chocolates for days on end. But what I do is obviously I try now do an alternative. I have a little bit of dark chocolate and at first was not tasting good at all. And afterwards, I kind of acquired a bit of a taste around that. And so I kind of worked around something which I know I like, but maybe a slightly healthier version of it. I totally agree with you. So especially I think with us Indians, broccoli is not something that we've grown up eating or we've been... um, exposed to really um, uh, compared to other cultures, you know. And broccoli is a very touchy topic when you tell people to eat broccoli. And I totally agree with you that people go on to healthy eating plans or diet um, plans, etc., because of chumming or to lose a certain amount of weight, etc. But they fall off the bandwagon very easily because it's very difficult for you to be eating broccoli and grilled chicken while everyone else in your family sitting there in front of you eating butter chicken and naan, right? Yeah. 
Absolutely. So that's why you should keep things in life very simple. And that's the whole thing with my book, Cooking with Mom. My mom was a very simple person. Uh, simplicity is the ultimate sophistication, like they say. And, and, and that's what I've done with the book as well, is to keep things so simple. People is like, okay, but this is so simple. Even uh, like many of the ladies that bought their books, their husbands will say, okay, I can even make this. I'm going to try this. And that was the whole idea is to try and keep things simple. And, and we complicate our lives. Like you say, we see a lot of things on social media and, and that influences the way we think. Because if you think of your body, um, like, you know, they say that famous saying, I'm sure most guys know this is abs are made in the kitchen. So then guys want to go and eat this and that, etc. But rather look at what you're eating Cut down on what you're eating and try and have a lot more of the healthier stuff. And I think it's simple. We just overcomplicate stuff because your body needs food is fuel and how much you put in that. So imagine going to a garage and filling up your tank more than it actually needs in terms of petrol. Obviously, you're going to have a problem. The good point made there something also we Indian people need to um, learn to teach our kids and take forward is... Um, Portion control, yeah. you know, portion control. On, yeah, I must be honest, one last point on that. <laughs> I went to Italy a couple years ago, and I was amazed by how those people eat everything. So they can have a pasta, they can have a pizza, and they'll have place for dessert. But it's the portion. They have it in small portions. And, and, and that's what we need to change our mindsets uh, around also, with that point being said of Italy, um, I think also, you know, um, when you go to Europe, you find the people more um, active than we are here in South Africa. Mm-hmm. So instead of us going to buy a loaf of bread and jumping in our car to buy it, um, the people over there would walk. Mm-hmm. If it's a two-minute walk, a five-minute walk, even a ten-minute walk, they walk to do things. Mm-hmm. Um, our lifestyle has become so accustomed to us just getting in our cars and going everywhere and having everything, like you said earlier, at the touch of a button, delivered to our doors, which um, I think is the most important thing. If we change this mindset, a lot of things in our life can change for the betterment. Absolutely. Riaz, um, what is one of the ingredients that you use mostly in your kitchen and that you simply cannot do without? Uh, it has to be chili. I like my food very, very hot. <laughs> and and uh, one of my cousins was actually telling me, you know what, you should maybe call yourself, like, you know, there's the salt bay and now there's the masala bay and there's all these bays around. <laughs> so I absolutely love chili and that's something I must have. Uh, in most of my meals. Sometimes I overdo it, but I must, when I eat food, it has to have a good taste and a good kick. So your chili lover, how does that um, affect your recipe tasting and development? Because obviously when you develop in recipes, you need to have your recipes developed for a broad spectrum of uh, taste buds. Absolutely. Now, I, I, on, on that front, I absolutely stuck to uh, to making sure that uh, it, it's just right for people to use. Uh, so a normal person out there buying the book and trying the recipes will have, uh, I mean, the, the, the ingredients are definitely will make meal as per the requirements. It won't be too hot, won't be too mild. It will just be okay. And then in one of the notes that I've put in the book is that you can use the spices and, uh, and, and 
and also uh, kind of play around with the recipe until it kind of suits your uh, taste buds as well. Because that's the thing about cooking. Like you said, it's a bit of an art. So it's like putting all these pieces of puzzle, putting all these pieces together and then getting your final meal. So you can, if you feel you need to cut back on a bit of the ingredients, feel free, put something else. Like an example these days, a lot of people put kasturi methi when they make their butter chicken. And I was like, okay, but we need to, it's not a very South African thing as yet. Um, and yet in like the UK and other parts of the world, they kind of do that to enhance the, the, the flavor. And then uh, I said, okay, let's try this. And it's amazing what one simple spice can, can do to your entire meal. While speaking of Gusturi Meti, a small little tip um, that you can also try out in for our listeners. When you are making crumbs for beet, your crumb, whatever you need to crumb, crush in a little Gusturi Meti and you'll notice that it really does enhance flavor as well. Um, in your breadcrumb mixture with your other herbs and breadcrumbs, of course. Yes. Um, so, Riaz, another thing is, you know, lots of people take for granted when we post recipes up um, that, you know, ah, well, they're just posting recipes. And they don't realize the amount of time and ingredients and effort that goes into recipe uh, development, right? What sort of research went into the recipes that you've published and um, what uh, appliances would you say is very important and needed for you for the different times and for the different recipes that you've come about with? Okay. So that's quite a loaded question. <laughs> okay. So firstly, um, I think with, with, with research, I basically did stuff by trial and error. So like I told you earlier, my mom and them did not use to write down the recipes. So that was a bit of a challenge for me. But then uh, my my cousin's wife, Antisheda, she's helped me quite a bit. And she was like really good. So I used to call her and say, this is what I've got written down, and she's okay. Add this, take off this, put this on, and 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 that's how I played around. Then I tested it myself, and when I felt it was right, I then asked two or three people to test it as well, and they tested it and said, okay, it's perfect. Maybe someone said, okay, add a little bit of this more or that, and, and that was basically the part of the research, uh, because in, in the book, basically, it's it's homemade food. It's things you eat on a daily basis. Uh, I have quite a few vegetarian recipes as well, uh, simply because that influence came from my grandmother, uh, who I told you earlier lived well into her 80s. She was about 88, and she basically ate mostly vegetarian at home, like all the Indian vegetables, like binda and, and, and all the methi bhajis and all those type of stuff. And uh, so I've tried to add quite a bit of that as well, and the favorite curry kichri and all that. So it's all stuff that people would normally cook at home. And a, a lot of people that, that, that bought the book basically said, hey, this is so easy. I'm going to share this with my daughter because she's learning to cook. Or I'm going to share this with my daughter in law, and then at least because this is how we actually cook at home. So, so that's a good thing in the sense that it's something people refer to in simple and then that was the whole idea I wanted to get out of this, is to make it as simple as possible. So the research is trial and error, putting together all the recipes, getting people to test it, and then seeing how uh, it, were, it finally ends up in making the little changes I needed to make. 
uh, have I answered all your questions? I thought there might be another one. Appliances, yeah. Um, when it comes to appliances, um, most of the, uh, the appliances, obviously, that I really, uh, really use, and I bought a Nutribullet a couple, uh, two years back, and I must be honest with you, that kind of does everything for me. It's my blender, it's my smoothie maker. Uh, it, it's something I absolutely love. And it comes with those two pieces as well, uh, so you can make the bigger stuff, and then you can also grind your other uh, spices that you need to grind. But I guess most importantly in most uh, Indian households, a blender is something that you're going to need, uh, especially if you're making, uh, you know, putting together a couple of recipes and and grinding the ingredients together, etc. So I think uh, that, that that is something you need to have. That's something that I need to invest in. It's probably the only appliance I don't have. Uh, strange, though. Um, Riaz, what's your go-to comfort meal? Oh, um, absolutely. I, I love um, biryani. It, it, it might sound boring because most people do like biryani. But, but that is something that's uh, absolute comfort food. I can have it for breakfast, lunch, and supper, and I'll never tire off. So biryani is something I really like. And then the other food I like is pastas and pizzas. Not a very healthy, but when I have eat out, I'd love to have a good pasta or, or pizza. Okay, so I'm a biryani lover as well. And I, like you said, many people must be finding it very boring. But I actually personally feel in a kitchen, it's easier to put up a pot of biryani than cook curry kitchen with all its sides. <laughs> My mom used to always say that. And then I used to cook the curry kitchen, but I never realized until like, you know, when they're not around and then you like think, yeah, this is a lot of work. Uh, because you have to make all the side dishes, like you say, and yeah. But it's all good if you enjoy doing that, because some people absolutely love it. But yeah, butter biryani is much easier. I totally agree. Riaz, Chazakallah for giving us your time. And inshallah, we'll be looking forward to hearing from you again on the airwaves of Radio Islam. Assalamu alaikum. Wa alaikum salam. Thank you to Radio Islam and thank you to you for the opportunity. We're all learning as we grow. And I'm no expert. And I think we uh, we can all teach each other. And that's what I'm always uh, loving part of these discussions. Most definitely indeed. So that was a lovely conversation with the radio personality and cookbook author of Cooking with Mam Riaz Safi. Inshallah, after the break, we'll be speaking about um, fusion cooking as well as clean eating and also a recipe development with giving people the recipe credit that they deserve. You are listening to the Hustle Express on Radio Islam International. Welcome back to your second segment of the Household Express and you can send through to us all your baking and cooking questions as well as let us know are you a food lover or a foodie? The number to WhatsApp us on is 072-786-1548. So one of the topics that we're discussing today and which is a very important topic to discuss is recipe credit given to the recipe creator. 
Why is it so important that we need to give people the credit when they develop recipes, be it someone that's just a normal um, housewife in the kitchen or be it someone that has a recipe book? It's very important that we share that the recipe belongs to them and give them the recipe credit for the fact that a lot of time and effort goes into recipe developing as well as a lot of trial and error. Um, Every time we make a recipe, it does not mean, oh, because, oh, I'm a qualified chef, I'm putting together this recipe, it's going to come out perfect. No, it's not going to come out perfect. It takes at least three to four times um, working on the different uh, levels, obviously, of the culinary uh, world of what you're developing. But it's never a first time uh, go on. Yes, it, it can be um, a luck once or twice, but it's not every recipe you're going to work on. You're going to just hit the jackpot and you're going to say, oh, this recipe came out perfect. And like Ria said, apart from that, you need to give your recipe to people to test. And then once they come back with feedback and then you can say, okay, this recipe is good enough to be put out there. And that's why we need to give people their recipe credit. For example, I'll give you um, a personal example. With clean eating, I've been trying to develop a lot of recipes, but I don't want to develop recipes where it's only your normal main meals, etc. I've been looking into developing um, clean eating recipes, but stuff for breakfast like your pancakes and your... um, your crepes, etc., that you can have. It's clean eating, but it's also still fun and it's indulgent, etc., for your families to enjoy. You don't want something boring. And I've been working on a um, a flapjack recipe now for over a month, and I've made it like over five or six times, going through to the stores almost every second third day, getting new items from your health uh, health aisles. Because something's just not right. It's either the textures are not right or either the flavor's not on point. Something's just not hitting the spot for me. So it's a lot of effort and it's a lot of hard work and dedication that goes into people when they develop in recipes. And also when people publish cookbooks, it's very important for us, the public, not to share their recipes without um, their permission or without them sharing the recipes on social media because it does affect all their effort. If we share a recipe from a recipe book on social media and they've they've published a recipe uh, book, you are you are hindering in the expenses that they've um, spent for photography, for the efforts, for the ingredients, for publications, all of this. So as Muslims as well, it's a very important thing for us to remember that when we share in recipes, recipes are as well like a form of amanat. We should give and it's not something to consider even. We should give the recipe credit to the person that's developed the recipe. And if a person has a recipe book and people are asking for the recipe book's copies, we should not just share it because it is not fair on the publishers. A uh, second thing to, that we're going to be speaking about is clean eating and how do we incorporate clean eating into our daily lives and swap out processed foods for fresh items this is very easy and this is something that moms can do 
without your family even noticing that you're introducing clean eating and taking out processed foods. So instead of us having processed foods on our sandwiches, when we have, um, we can take normal, normal slice, normal meat, cuts, etc., and season it nicely. Cook it down, uh, grill, grill them on the grill, and use that in place of your polonies, pastrami's, etc., with your toasted cheese, etc., or make homemade processed foods. You know, um, that's one thing. Also, start incorporating. Um, more greens into your meals. Um, you don't have to have a big platter of salad on the table, but instead of having maybe only potatoes into your your vegetable, uh, your veg section of your meal, you can add in carrots, you can add in your peas, you can add in some cauliflower. Instead of having a meat dish every day, maybe incorporate a vegetable dish once a week in. Um, also, um, you know, you get potato bakes, you get chicken pasta bakes, toss in small sliced up carrots, some small uh, broccoli or cauliflower uh, uh, heads into that. It does make a difference and it also gives the gives our, gives our kids and our families the opportunity to um, be introduced to all these new vegetables and they take to them and that's how we incorporate clean eating into our meals as well. Another thing also is instead of having milkshakes and mocktails and sodas constantly on our food tables, um, make healthy fruit juices and vegetable juices as well. Teach our kids to drink vegetable juices. It's very healthy. It's full of fibers. It helps with our digestive systems as well. You don't have to have it boring. You can add in lovely um, sweet veg as well to that to add sweetness to your to your drinks. Uh, we did speak about this a few weeks ago. Instead of adding honeys and sugars into your fruit juices, you can add in carrots, which add in sugar. You can add in apples. You can add in pears. All of this are very sweet fruit and does have um, a sweet balance to your drink. So you can do that as well. Um, we've spoke about portion control previously. So we we swap out the junk food snacks and we um, portion out healthy snacks and we, we leave it around for our kids and we tell them, look, these are your snacks for the day. Include pretzels instead of crisp. Um, instead of having um, chocolates around, you can have some um, fruit skewers. And obviously, everybody is used to certain um, certain criterias of food. Like Ria said, we chocolate lovers. So you can't just expect a person to not want chocolate. So put in a piece of uh, normal milk chocolate, put in a piece of uh, dark chocolate or half a, half a cube of dark chocolate to a, a, a cube of uh, milk chocolate. Melt it down together. You can spread it over your fruit in that way, you're getting your child to have a taste of more butter chocolate than sweet chocolate. And in this way, you can um, you can introduce to them having more dark chocolate than milk chocolate, which is much healthier. I know um, it's chocolate at the end of the day, but it is a much healthier option to um, be eating. Then also, um, you know, when we, ha when we go out and we have meals... Um, like we said, everybody likes to eat. Um, 
portion control instead of us each ordering a, a whole meal because unfortunately in South Africa portion control is not something that is considered and is not something that we take very seriously. So if you go out and you order a, a meal which says probably a burger with chips which is something very common, if you have uh, two kids, don't order two portions of burger and chips. Order one portion of a burger and chips and cut it in half and let them share it so that they can, because it is sufficient enough for two kids to have and it is filling enough for two kids to have. And in this way, um, they will learn to have portion control. So even growing up, they will start being considered that, you know what, I don't need to eat a whole burger because a whole burger is on my plate and we do not like to waste food. I don't have to eat that whole burger. We're sharing the burger. Half a burger is enough for my system uh, to be full and for me to function well. In this way, we can be uh, we can teach our kids how to eat healthy. Healthy eating does not mean we need to stop eating um, nice, yummy butter, ghee, chocolates, fresh cream, desserts, cakes. No, that does not mean healthy, clean eating. It just means that we need to take into consideration our portion control sizes and obviously bring in um, also a lot of our fruit and vegetables into our meal portions um, to swap out unhealthy things. But to indulge once in a while or once a week is not harmful. It is what is normally expected if we don't do things like this and we go on the strict thing where we're cutting out completely sugars, sodas and um, no more takeouts and uh, we, we're not even eating rice, bread, rotis, etc. After a few weeks, your body is going to also start phys physically feeling sick because that's what we are accustomed to so slowly Use healthier options from white flour only. Start using maybe white and brown flour to make your rotis. Um, once a week, maybe in, uh, you can introduce to your family brown rice instead of white rice. Uh, brown rice is actually very, very tasty. You just need to know how to um, jazz it up, I'd say. Another thing is, uh, you know, a lot of us like uh, soji and uh, sweet rice. Instead of making your sweet rice with your testic rice or your basmati rice and pouring in cups of sugar, you can use um, cups of white sugar, you can use cups of brown sugar. It's still sugar, it's still giving you that sweetness, but it's not so much refined and it's still... Um, not so unhealthy as much as white sugars are because remember white sugars go through a process then they bleach then they have all these chemicals put into it which does affect our health as well so those are just some of the tips that we can include um with school opening next week inshallah we'll be also covering um school lunches and some ideas please do send through to us whatsapps and let us know what recipes and what ideas uh, would you like us to be sharing with you with regards to um, lunches also what other recipes are you looking forward to hearing from us please send through to us some feedback and let us know what videos would you like us to be sharing with you on our social media platforms um, so next week you can be looking forward to um, 
lovely lunch ideas, be it for work, be it for school. Also, I know everybody is running around like headless chickens because our kids need to go back to school and we have all the stationary shopping and we need to do back to school shopping. So inshallah, Allah will make that easy for all of us and also uh, let this new year be uh, here where it is uh, of beneficial uh, knowledge and benefit to all of us and to our kids and let it be a prosperous year for our children um, in schools and studying as well. And inshallah, I will be joining you with Appa Mara back next week. And till next week, inshallah, fi amanillah, assalamu alaikum.